0: or complete terms.
2: Ugh, another pointless video call where
0: nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David.
3: Uh, oh, uh, sorry. What did I miss?
0: IT just approved Miro for the whole company.
3: Miro? That's the online
0: whiteboard for team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier, with one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing.
3: So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore.
0: Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M I R O.com.
2: Well, we did talk about this story a few weeks ago when it became news. It concerns a woman named Rachel, who's about to come on our show. She's from Venice, and apparently she was out uh, walking her uh, eight month old son in a stroller when a rental car driven by a 16 year old toppled them over, then tried to flee. This happened last August, and if the facts of this story are correct, Rachel not only voted for LA County District Attorney George Gascon, she now has plans to move completely out of Los Angeles County because of the way that this case was handled. Let's bring her on the show. Rachel, welcome to the John and Ken Show. Hello, Rachel? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Welcome to the show. How are you?
0: Hi. Great. Thanks for having me.
2: Good. Well, why don't you tell us what happened on that day last August?
0: Yeah. So I was uh, just out for a morning walk like I usually did with my son. And, um, you know, a car, we were walking down a street called Speedway, which runs pretty close to the beach. You get a lot of um, just, you know, people from out of town that don't really know where they're going. It's a one-way street. And I saw a car approaching us coming the wrong direction down the one-way street. And so I I stepped over to the side of the road against the wall um, to to make room for for the driver. And as he approached us, he accelerated and just turned the wheels right into us. And I was forced to, I I stepped out in front of the car to try to get my son up above the height of the nose of the car. Um, Thankfully, I was able to do that, which I think saved his life. Otherwise, he would have been, been struck right in the face by the nose of the car.
2: And you both you both toppled. Or you did you topple to the ground?
0: Uh, so I, I was um, I, I jumped as I lifted the stroller, and the car hit uh, just below my left knee. I went up onto the windshield. I broke the um, the windshield with my head, and then I, I rolled off the side of the car.
2: So, what, what were your injuries?
0: Um, mostly mental at this point, I've got yeah. three discs that are um out of place in my lower back, so I've got constant lower back and hip pain um and, you know just you know on the surface, lots of cuts and bruises. I had some glass in my elbows that worked their way out for weeks after after the accident um you know we're we're both very lucky my son is is totally okay at the moment um he had some day and night terrors right after. Um, the incident for about two months, he would just, you know, freak out over seemingly nothing and become inconsolable. Uh, but that's past, and and he seems totally fine. Um, and I've just, I'll just have this back pain for the rest of my life. And then was this you know, uh, was this car fear of being hit by car?
2: <laughs> oh, I, I. By the way, people don't know there is video of this. I guess there was a video camera in this alleyway that picked up what happened. I saw it. It's it's terrifying.
0: Yes. Yes. Yep. It, yeah, it, it was, looks a lot I, I worse than, sure we than it,
2: yeah it looks a lot worse than it came out in terms of your injuries. It looks really awful when you see it. and he was he speeding or just driving normal normal speed?
0: Um, he, so the speed limit's 15. I would imagine he was going uh, between 25 and 30 when he hit us.
2: And he did not stop, apparently, what is it that caused him to eventually be caught?
0: So he um, he did not slow down right after after he hit us. He, he did stop because a car was coming the, the right direction um, down speedway towards him. And this car ended up uh, the, the driver that hit us tried to go around this truck that was coming the right direction. And the truck driver plowed him into a telephone pole. So that was huh. that was how we caught the guy. Otherwise, he'd be long gone.
2: So you find out that he's 16 years old.
0: Yep, 16. He turned 16 the day before, was driving a stolen rental car, uh, has no license, and hadn't been going to school. And I just recently found out that he was actually on probation when he hit us for poisoning a girl in his high school. She had to go to the hospital.
2: And supposedly he was tested for drugs at the scene, too?
0: so he was tested for drugs and alcohol no alcohol he did test positive um for marijuana and um a, a, another form of xanax uh he admitted that he had smoked pot that morning but the xanax was from the night before
2: wow so uh did he say anything at the scene to you
0: no i we we, we fled the scene i i i got my son and we, we went around the corner and waited for paramedics to arrive
2: but eventually, uh, but gave he said, a full... to my
0: knowledge, there's no remorse. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, uh, well, all right. So let's talk about how this was handled by the office of the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. It says that, you know, you, I don't know if you knew this, Rachel, but he is particularly tolerant of minors. Anybody under the age of 18, George Gascon, does not want to see any long-term harsh punishment. Now, they charged him with two counts of felony assault and one count of felony leaving the scene. Uh, but he yeah. ends up with five to seven months in a juvenile probation camp. I don't see how that mm-hmm. equates because it's a felony case.
0: Yeah, well, we and we actually had to fight for those charges. I, my husband and I personally met with the the juvenile DA in Inglewood um, to press for for tougher charges because he was only originally being charged with one count of a felony hit and run. Isn't that ridiculous?
2: Yeah, exactly. And and they're saying that they saw no evidence of attempted murder. Yet your story and the video I saw—he sure looks like he's veering himself right into you.
0: Oh yeah, there's. A, if you talk to any lawyer who's you know not pro criminal, they will tell you there's absolutely evidence. He turned you. If you if you you know pause the video. I mean you don't have to pause it to see it. But my husband and I have have paused it many times. You know. Um, Shot by shot, just to see what was going on and you know how I reacted and what the car was doing. He absolutely turns the wheels towards us. The intent is there. All right, can you we hang on, Rachel? To prove it was intentional. Uh huh. Yeah,
2: can you hang on? Yeah, because we'll get more about this and your any dealings you had with Gascon's office and your future plans. We're talking to Rachel. Uh, this is a woman who was out walking her son in a stroller at the time. He was just eight months old. This happened in August of last year and they encountered a 16-year-old driving a car down an alleyway who veered towards them. But Rachel alertly went up against the wall with the stroller and was able to stay mostly out of the way of the car, although they were sideswiped. The injuries weren't severe, but this is a 16-year-old that was already on probation for another incident. He spiked somebody's drink. Uh, It turns out he's driving under the influence of, it looks like, marijuana and Xanax. He doesn't have a license. He just turned 16 unbelievable story. And of course, Gascon's office takes a light treatment. He only gets a few months in a juvenile facility. We'll talk more with Rachel when we come back on the John and Ken Show on KFI. Our guest is a woman named Rachel from Venice, maybe not for much longer. She was out walking her son, an eight-month-old at the time. This is August of last year in a stroller in a rental car, driven by a 16-year-old, toppled them over. She told the story of this horrifying incident caught on video and not only uh, did he try to run them down he was uh, without a license uh he was under the influence he was on probation for another incident apparently spiking the drink of somebody at uh, at school he was from palmdale uh, i don't even know what he was doing in venice that morning but anyway um she said he hit us he did slow down after he hit us but, but i believe uh he saw the oncoming truck that ended up ramming him into the telephone pole, and that's how they detained him. And because he was 16, under George Gascon's policies, you go light. So he ends up with a few months in a juvenile probation camp. And Rachel clearly does not think that's enough for someone she thinks maybe had it in his mind to kill them both. Uh, Rachel, you voted for Gascon, huh?
0: I sure did. I sure did. I uh, regret it. And I think a lot of people regret it.
2: Did he or anybody in his office reach out to you as the victim of this?
0: No, no, of course not. You know, they're not concerned with how we are. They're, the statement they put out, um, I believe it was on Twitter, was that I escaped with the laceration to my elbow only, and thankfully the child's okay.
2: Yeah, and you're quoted as saying you believe that there should be some reform in the system, but... Like a lot of people, yeah. you didn't realize what Gascon had in mind, and now you're seeing it firsthand.
0: I mean, it's his, his job is to prosecute crime. He is the district attorney for all of Los Angeles, and his job is to prosecute crime. And he instead has surrounded himself with public defenders, and he's got this whole mindset of protecting the criminals and just letting the victims suffer.
2: And and did you realize all this after your ordeal? Did you start to realize that this is how it's working in his office?
0: I, you know, I hadn't heard much about him um, until we were hit. And then, you know, after something like this happens, you kind of just don't know what to do. um, A deputy district attorney by the name of John McKinney um had posted our video on twitter uh he's been very vocal against gascon since before yeah he's been on our show he's
2: excellent by the way john mckinney he
0: is he's now i would call him a good friend he's been so helpful to me and just guiding me through the process and he said look you know back in the day you know these would have been appropriate charges but under gascon's policies you know you cannot expect anything to really happen to this kid um, and, you know, when I vote for somebody because I think we need some reform in the system, I think it's, you know, we need to, we need to help people. We, don't, we shouldn't have people with, you know, three strikes of, you know, marijuana possession in jail. You know, I, if you try to murder somebody, I certainly would expect there should be some punishment that, that comes along with that. Certainly more than five months in a juvenile probation camp.
2: So now you've signed the petition?
0: I have signed the petition. I'm gathering signatures myself. Um, I would encourage everybody to sign and return the petition as soon as they can. It's it's not guaranteed he's going to get recalled, but it, it makes it an option. If you're undecided, just go ahead and do it anyway.
2: Yeah. And the other awful thing about this story, and I don't know if you followed this part, he tried to drag the L.A. County Sheriff's Department into this saying that they also signed off on this case and they had to retract that because that turned out to be a lie.
0: Whole office is so sloppy. They don't know what they're doing. And they're just constantly scrambling to cover up these stories because I'm one of many stories. I mean, we've got those two El Monte police officers that were just murdered. I read about some other murder that just happened. Um, And these are people, you know, during during COVID, the nonviolent criminals were released from jail. So we were just left with the violent ones. And he has reduced their sentences by over 81,000 years. And so these people are getting out early, they're violent, and and they're, you know, they're trying to kill you or they are killing you.
2: Yeah, and he tells people the science is behind what he's doing, that uh, you shorten the prison term, the better a person's going to be coming out of prison. That's really wacky, but that's what he that's what he tries to sell.
0: And it's been debunked by a bunch of different publications. So I don't know why he's sticking to the same script. Probably because he doesn't know what to do. I mean, he's never prosecuted a case in his life. He was he was the chief of police in two different cities, and then he was promoted to district attorney in San Francisco, and 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 he's never prosecuted anything.
2: Yeah, and after wrecking that place, he came down here. The police up there just were glad to see him go even though they had a DA that was worse that just got recalled. Uh it says I here you, you, I live you, in
0: San Francisco. It, okay. It's horrible.
2: So it and says now, now it, you may you may move out too. of you, you may move out of LA County. Is that true?
0: Maybe he's following me. Yes, yes, yes. Uh the the plan is to leave. It's just it's just gotten to it, it's really sad. I love LA and and, and hopefully it'll it'll take a turn for the better. But having a child here and, and not feeling safe walking down the street, not feeling safe going to a park, it, it's just not, it's not something that I'm willing to tolerate.
2: Yeah, and with all the problems in Venice with the homeless and such, you had a 16-year-old come down from Palmdale, almost run you, run you over and kill you. That's really weird.
0: hmm Yeah, I'm, I'm certain he was dealing drugs. The guy that rented the car is a, is a known drug dealer that actually knows the kid, but he reported the car stolen. So that's the story that they're sticking to.
2: Did you find out anything about this kid's parents if there are any or
0: Um so I don't know anything about the mother the father is a is a felon he has you know felony drug charges distribution of drugs um burglary uh, tools with intent to burglarize he's you know he's 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 nothing um he's he's not, he's a bad apple All right I Rachel I'm far from the tree
2: I so much appreciate you coming on and uh, telling the story. We, we Thank you very much.
0: Well, thank you for having me. Everybody should sign the recall petition,
2: please. Yeah, re- recall com. That is Rachel from Venice talking about her ordeal in August of last year where a 16-year-old almost killed her and her 8-month-old son in a stroller when he tried to run them down in an alley in Venice. And, very soft treatment from Gascon's office. We'll be talking more Gascon when we come back. John Lewin's coming back on the show. He is a deputy district attorney who's been very outspoken about the need to remove Gascon. And he wants to talk more about this Victor Bibiano case. Victor Bibiano was convicted for a 2009 double murder in a gang story. But because he was underage at the time, well, he goes through the system and he gets a chance at release. And that's what happened. He got a long prison sentence, but thanks to George Gascon, he's free and now he's accused of killing a homeless man. More coming up. Johnny Ken Show on KFI. We want you to know about the Moist line. Leave your message. We're going to play calls tomorrow during the 5 o'clock hour. Some people look forward to this. Some people dread this. Anyway, you can use the iHeartRadio app. The little microphone feature is the way to talk back to the show. Or you can call the toll-free number at 1-877-MOIST-86, one 877 664 7886. As I was talking about yesterday with Kathy Cady, who is a former deputy district attorney who now spends a lot of her time helping out victims and their families who have been affected by criminal justice under LA County District Attorney George Gascon, Gascon's responsible for at least the murders of four people the two Almonte police officers, an off duty LAPD officer, and the latest is a homeless man by the name of Mario Rodriguez, who was murdered back in. April, April 16th in Pacoima. And the person that they believe murdered him benefited once again from Gascon and his directives. This is a man by the name of Victor Bibiano. He was part of a gang that committed a 2009 double murder. He got a very long prison sentence. But Prop 57 came along, and because he was underage at the time, under 18, he got another chance through the criminal justice system to either go through, because he was tried as an adult and got that long prison sentence, but now they're saying, let's take another look at it. And do we transfer it back to juvenile court or do we transfer it back to adult court? Well, as it turns out, the Gascon people did nothing. It stayed in the as a juvenile matter. And Bibiano eventually got his release and that had him on the streets to kill, who they are saying, Mario Rodriguez in April. We're going to bring on John Lewin, another deputy district attorney in Gascon's office, who was just on our show recently, uh, giving a little long reasons why Gascon should be removed as the uh, DA. And he wanted to come back on to talk about this Victor Bibiano case. Uh, welcome back to the show, John.
3: Thank you so much for having me, Ken. I really appreciate it.
2: Sure. Explain so- to people yeah, how this would have worked with Bibiano he was a minor at the time of the crime, but Prop 57 gave him another shot, right?
3: Well, so here's what happened. So at the time, and this was a horrific gang murder. He and another gang member who has also been released, he's also walking the streets right now, and an adult decided to go do a payback uh, for some gang stuff that they were uh, very upset about. Uh, one of their fellow gang members had been killed. And they go into a building where there are all kinds of children present, and they basically execute three people. Now, now one of the persons did not die; he was shot five times, so he survived it. One of the people that they killed, a young man, was not even a gang member. Uh, Viviano was a shooter; that's not disputed. He was a shooter. The other guy was a shooter. Both juveniles were shooters. So what happens is they get prosecuted, they get convicted. And they are sent away, I believe, for life without the possibility of parole. And then Prop 57 comes along. And it's important, Ken, George Gascon likes to talk about, well, there are these laws that come up, and I just, I'm a victim of the law. right? George Gascon wrote Prop 47, which basically legalized drugs and legalized theft, and he strongly supported Prop 57. So... The idea that somehow he's a victim to Sacramento, his fingerprints are all over it. So what Prop 57 requires is that individuals who were convicted originally if their case was directly filed in adult court. So back when this happened, back in, I think, 2009, if I recall, uh, when the murders occurred.
2: And Bibiana was 17, I believe, right?
3: Yes, correct. Back at that time, we were able to do what was called direct filing. So the prosecution could file the case directly in adult court. Prior to a change in the law that had happened when I was in juvenile 30 years ago, we had to uh, hold what was called a fitness hearing in juvenile. Then the courts would determine whether somebody would be brought into the adult court or not. So in this case, it was directly filed. Prop 57 says that if a case was directly filed, it has to now be returned to juvenile and there has to be what's called a transfer hearing. Now you have to understand a couple of things about transfer hearings and about this case in general. First of all, it was not a situation where George Gascon had the authority or had the ability or had the right to determine whether a transfer hearing was going to be held. The Court of Appeal ordered that a transfer hearing be held that was ordered so george Gascone as a district attorney has to comply with that court's directive now here's the problem for george Gascone with a transfer hearing and i have to go back to the original directive that he sent out and we got to go back to december 7th of 2021 december 7th i think fdr said a, a day that would live in infamy yeah, He wasn't talking about December 7th, 2021 and George Gascon, but had he been around, it would certainly be applicable. It was December so 7th. By the date, way, it's December
2: 7th of 2020.
3: December 7th of 2020. I'm sorry. That's yes, when he took December office. Yes. Of, 20, of 2020. Thanks, Ken. Uh, yeah. Who says you're not watching what's going on there? Uh, <laughs> I apologize for that date mistake. So in any event, what happened is, is George Gascon puts out a directive. That directive is extremely clear. There's there's no doubt about it. It says, quote, the office will immediately end the practice of sending youth to the adult court system. All pending motions to transfer youth to adult court jurisdiction shall be withdrawn at the soonest available court date, including agreeing to defense counsel's request to advance. So, Basically, he gave an order with no exceptions that said every case, every single case of a transfer hearing where it returned had to be, you had to agree to juvenile. Now, here's the problem. When you look at what the factors are that they consider, and there are five factors, but I'm going to just talk about the most important one for a transfer hearing. The most important one for a transfer hearing is that you have to look at, in essence, whether the individual at this time, not how old they were at the time of the offense, but now, is this person amenable to being in the juvenile system? What does that really mean? Well, you have at the time, Mr. Viviano is close to 30 years 30 old. 30
2: years old now, yeah.
3: <laughs> he was almost 30 when this happened. That's not that, amenable, he, right? The, the transfer. Well, not only is he not amenable, he, he's ineligible. He can't fit in a juvenile system.
2: All right, John, it can you hold on? Did. I just have to take a break. I would like to continue this. Can you can you hang no on problem. for another segment?
3: Absolutely, right. as long uh, as you need me. All right, so uh, we
2: are very grateful that there are deputy DAs in the L.A. County DA's office who are willing to talk about what their boss is doing to the criminal justice system. We're talking right now to John Lewin, and he's explaining this uh, terrible case which uh, looks like it resolved uh, ended up with another murder. It's a man by the name of Victor Bibiana who was part of a gang murder Double murder back in 2009. They also injured another guy and uh, got a long prison sentence, but thanks to Prop 47, got another chance. And it goes back to Gascon, and he doesn't really contest it, but uh, that's what John's explaining, um, because he was 17 at the time of these murders. Um, there was apparently a move that put to keep him back in the juvenile system, court system, and that ended up with his release, and he's explaining why Gascon... Uh, and his directives ended up in this way. we got more coming up on the John and Ken Show on KFI. We're talking to John Lewin. He's a deputy DA in the office of the L.A. County District Attorney. His boss is George Gascon, but like many, he favors the recall. Uh, That's right, over 90% of those uh, deputy DAs who were polled favor the removal from office of their very boss because of the havoc he has wreaked on the criminal justice system in L.A. County. The latest case involves a really evil person named Victor Bibiano, who was part of a double gang murder back in 2009, but because he was 17 at the time and Prop 57 comes along, he has another shot. But what uh, John Lewin's explaining, and then he was eventually treated again as a juvenile, even though now he's like 30 years old. He got a long prison sentence, but Prop 57 gave him a shot. Um, he eventually is released and he is now accused of killing a homeless man in an encampment in Pacoima. And what John's explaining is, uh, and I like the way you put this, John, I guarantee you in every other case outside of L.A. County, individuals are quickly determined to be unamenable for the juvenile system and quickly return to adult prison to serve their sentences, which is what you feel should have been done with Bibiano. But that because Gascon has a policy that uh, he's done with the juvenile system. He, he treated this guy like he was still 17 is kind of how I hear it, right?
3: Well, it's actually worse than that, Ken, because unlike the El Monte case where he simply dismissed a strike, which turned out to be illegal, but which right. you could say at the time I didn't really know, he had a memo from our appellate division. He has this memo saying that he was not allowed to do what he did. They deliberately did not share that with the trial lawyers, had them going into court and misrepresenting what the law was, knowing the entire time that they were ordered to carry out this hearing, and they did it because they understood that if there was a transfer hearing, that he would end up going to adult court because at his age, there was no chance for him to be amenable to the juvenile system. So what we've got is not just bad policy or not even like he can say, even though it's untrue as in the El Monte case. Well, when I struck the strike, I didn't really know I was breaking the law. His own appellate department, and there are emails backing this up. Right now, I would challenge the uh, district attorney to release the emails on this case that demonstrate the corruption that took place. By the way... Yeah. Is Alyssa Blair. She's up over her head involved in this scandal. Her not just her fingerprints. There's DNA. There's fingerprints. There's video. She's all over this thing. This was her doing. And the district attorney gets up yesterday and he says and it's so disingenuous. It's a straight lie. What he ends up saying is, is that His office could not seek a transfer to to adult court unless it could prove Viviano would not have benefited from juvenile rehabilitative services at the time he committed his offenses. That is untrue. That's untrue. Obviously, Ken, you're not looking at, well, is he amenable at age 17 when he committed the crime? He's coming back at almost age 30. That's a lie. He knows it's a lie. The... Email chain will demonstrate it's a lie. And this is another example of where George Gascone has decided I don't care what the law is, I don't care what I'm supposed to do, what my responsibilities are, I don't care that I'm a prosecutor, I'm gonna bring in people who are in favor of abolishing prisons, who say horrible things about police officers. That's Alyssa Blair and that's Tiffany Black now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to and I'm gonna use Diana Teran, another public defender who came in, and we're going to go back and undo all kinds of sentences of violent offenders. We don't even know the extent of damage that's being done because it's all happening in the dark.
2: Is there a judge that oversees this? Is not there a judge that could possibly stop this from happening, knowing everything that you know?
3: Well, there are judges who have stood up and said, hey, listen, this is not legal. And I am not going to grant these motions. There are other judges that simply early on didn't know, granted a lot of these motions. And that's what they're counting on. That is what their goal is. And I want to just add something else that's very clear. When he gets up there and he starts talking about either with respect to the El Monte case, well, we looked at the facts of the case or the juvenile case, we looked at the facts of the case, that's a lie. These were blanket policies. The juvenile DA who's involved, they didn't look at any, any, any specific facts of this case. It was he's a juvenile, right. and we are not going to allow him to be transferred to adult court. With respect to the Almonte case, it's a strike, and we're striking all strikes on every single case. So when he gets up there and he comes up with this, it's a straight lie. It's not true. It's not, uh, not a misunderstanding. It's a lie. And- All right,
2: John, we got to go. But I, I really appreciate you. Uh, your passion and your knowledge of these cases is remarkable. We thank you for coming on again.
3: No problem. Thank you for having me. All
2: right, that's Deputy DA John Lewin on another outrage from the office of L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. Recall DA GeorgeGascon.com. We'll be talking about uh, the Almonte police officers who were murdered and uh, Is kind of a nice thing concerning all that horror when we come back. John and Ken show on KFI AM 640. Deborah Mark has the news now.
1: Hey, Ken. Did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money?
2: Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most
1: trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility.
2: Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at
1: 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com.
0: When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHTalent.com
2: sent off today.